0: Off the Ball. Brought to you by Ford Swappage. Out with the old, in with the new. At FordSwappage.ie Hello, hello. You're welcome along to Friday Night's Off the Ball. It's Joe Malloy here. On the way, as usual on a Friday, we're bringing you some of our best work from the week that was. It includes a studio interview with Colin Cooper. There's also the crappy quiz, as usual, after 8 o'clock. And as usual, 53106 is the text number. We're on Twitter at OffTheBall. Colin Parkinson, hello. How are you, Joe? What a wonderful week we've had together, my yeah, friend. Yeah,
1: all week together.
0: All week together. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Uh, guest presenter, Brian O'Driscoll, hello. Hello. You haven't had a wonderful week with us, but it's been good. We've had a good time. I've had a, uh, a ball listening to you guys. You've it's had a... serious n- bromance. <laughs> <laughs> You've had... I mean, there have been moments in your life when I've looked at you and thought, Brian O'Driscoll has a nice life. You know, Brian Brian's just got a good day today, better day than I've had, and uh, never have I felt that feeling more acutely than watching you play the Alfred Dunhill Links, which just must have been amazing. It was. I,
1: I won't lie to you. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't need to sugarcoat this one. It no. was really. It was an awesome week. Um, that it definitely would have been part part of the bucket list. Uh, so nice to have ticked it. Um, but just from start to finish. Um, Everything the golf, the golf course, the way we were looked after, the company, the people that you were sitting at dinner with, uh, everything was just um, first class. So yeah. it was, yeah. And and I played okay on a few days we too heard. To, to boot. So it was that was an an added bonus.
0: Yeah. For people who don't know, the Alfred Dunhill Links is a big tournament on the European Tour where I suppose quote unquote celebrities, amateurs. Get to play with the professionals between the ropes, actually play with them. So you had mm-hmm. Jerry McElroy there, Rory's father, you had Bill Murray, Jamie Redknapp, Ruth Hullett, Dermot Desmond, Brian O'Driscoll.
1: So, yeah, rather than just one day, the usual pro am on a yeah. Wednesday when, when, when amateurs get to play or corporates get to play, it's a it's, um, three day qualification and then the top 20 teams play on the Sunday. So, yeah, I. You know, arrived in I thought I thought it was Mustard Keen arriving in on Tuesday morning, right. but like some people have been there two days. Uh so, you know, it wasn't a case of really dragging the arse out of it. I, I was like everyone else there there on Tuesday, uh played around in on the old course in uh in St Andrews. Um And did you
0: play the old course before?
1: Never, never, okay. never. So, wow. so you know you obviously know seventeen, eighteen and you know one, yeah but the rest of mm, us <laughs> are there other holes. <laughs> so yeah. like, and then in the end, I, I ended up playing it four times in the week. So I played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, and then qualified for it to play it on Sunday. So um, yeah, it was just absolutely unbelievable. That's and now awesome. I feel as though I could caddy around there for you know the Open. Yes, uh, you know all the bounces. I, I, I certainly know uh, a lot of different angles coming in at the pin you know maybe not conventional but I didn't want to be on the fairway at any stage uh, such was the tightness of the lies right nice. the rough was my f- was my friend <laughs> uh, and you're a good golfer you can
0: get around but you were you were stinking the joint out maybe early on in the week and then found yourself yeah it was horrible
1: tuesday wednesday i wouldn't say i'm a good golfer i'm i'm competent um you're the and- best in this room <laughs> <laughs> You, you um, pipe in with that. That's, that's your contribution you, you to did. the golf discussion. A needless You're, dig. You are insulted by that one. But uh, no way. I, I I was horrible, horrible Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and I and I as a result got insanely nervous. And Which that we, first tee shot? Tee shot on. Uh, excuse me. Third tee shot. <laughs> we get the, We get uh, what's going on. There. <laughs> that's when. That's the, the second that's part Freudian, of the phrase. Yes, yes. I'd say you were. <laughs> I'd say you were. Too. There was that too. So squeaky bum time, uh, standing on the first tee Thursday morning, and. It went, oh, actually, it was really helped because I was playing with a news anchor from CNBC and uh, he stuck it out of bounds for me. I was like, oh, Joe, I love you. <laughs> You're my man. This guy, Joe Kernan. So um, so anyway, anything, anything that actually left the tea thereafter from me was OK and it went down the middle. Lovely. And you drove the ball beautifully and had a good time, yeah. I drove it well for the week, which probably saved me because the rest wasn't fantastic. And usually, you know, a lot of the time when you you can play well and score badly, I didn't play that well, but I scored pretty okay, so, okay. which is unusual, yeah. So, yeah. But I yeah, it was uh, an exceptional week, I would say. I'd say so. What's a, is there just a lot of good times
0: being had then after the round?
1: Yeah, so like, it, it really feels weird because life does seem to go on hold for it. it you kind of go. You only played around a round of golf. Okay, that's you know five or six hours. But you forget you're out in the range beforehand, hacking the ball down. Mm. Um, I got a couple of lessons from a few pros that were in there, uh, and then you've a few pints as the jigger in on seventeen. That can see all the tee shots coming over. So you go in and have a couple of pints there. Go back, get changed. There are a few functions throughout the week. So there's the actual. Um, there, there's the opening ceremony of sorts where you find out who your pro is on the Tuesday, mm. and then there was wine tasting on Thursday, very sophisticated, yeah. and then the gala on Saturday. So there's you know you've a bit of downtime. So we you know, a few of us would have gone out to dinner on on the Wednesday, Friday, uh, and um, yeah, I fell in with a good crowd in that they were still very keen to play decent golf. Okay. So it was a few drinks rather than a few hundred drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, 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 anyone in the crowd? Um, so yeah, I didn't, re- I didn't, I wouldn't have known any of these. Drop guys some names, coming over. okay? On. If yeah. you insist, if you insist. <laughs> so uh, I got hooked hooked up uh, via Dermot Desmond's son Ross, who I'd know with right. uh, Jamie Redknapp and Tim Henman and Rude Hullis Man, yes, that's a beautiful. Rudy one. was Rudy is now my buddy. Rudy, good pal. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's yeah, fifty two years of age, a uh, hero growing up. So he's as cool as you want him, uh, as, as you would have expected him to be. Any Where's sign of Bill song? Murray floating around? Bill was there in in wearing crazy pants, um, <laughs> and I think he was doing his usual. Um, you know antics after every shot, mm. so uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to talk to him. I was no. You're kept. You know, the newbies are kept away from the super celebs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. You're in know you're your place.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, you were talking to Alex Ferguson last night. He was in the convention center. I did. Uh, interesting timing. We were all wondering what Alex would say. I think in his speech, the only lines I've seen is he talked about Roy Keane very briefly, suspended for the Champions League final. One of the best, midf- the best midfielder in Europe at the time, and and breezed on there didn't seem to be much in this speech. yeah
1: it was very positive um yeah. obviously the Dub- Dublin Chamber of commerce must have been delighted with the timing of having alex over and i thought he might reference roy in some in some humorous manner you but thought so, alas yeah. he didn't yeah. so i was uh, yeah i was asked um by someone would you like would you like to come over and meet um Alex Ferguson. I said, "Oh, yeah, of course." I went over to him and I shook his hand, and he said, "It's lovely to meet you." And I said in my own head, uh, "It's lovely to meet you again." <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I probably didn't spark the the same emotion the first time. No, you know, we, our eyes met.
0: Maybe I knew. Yeah, yeah. No, probably <laughs> but, didn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I was at I was at a Man United his twenty fifth uh, year anniversary dinner that he has. You know, yeah annually um just before he would have retired so i think the year before he retired so yeah. um yeah i, I was just an, another punter to him that more that uh, that evening but uh, nonetheless, it was good to chat to him and mm. just ask him about what he's up to and he kind of seems to be on a bit of a talking tour and he's back over to Harvard to, to do um, the business of entertainment, media and sport is the course he's involved in. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. It's been a big week
0: for sportsbooks, like no pressure here, but, you know. I'm dead. Like, I'm absolutely I th- dead. I mean, you tweeted some interesting revelations about Ronan garage in the week, which, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see where they go, but uh, no pressure at all. Expecting L- the solicitor's letter <laughs> from Rog any, any second now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems that leaking your book in a Tesco somewhere in, in greater South Dublin might be the way to
1: go. Yeah, expect the people of Dundrum uh, to be mouthing off about um, my nightlife as a 20-year-old. Yeah, it does. Uh, I
0: presume you're going to read the Roy
1: Keane book. I definitely will. Yeah, I, it kind of feels as though I've already read it. <laughs> it does. There's a bit. been so many extracts uh, released, yeah. it, But n- each one of them seems to be more um, eye-catching than the next, yeah. and interesting than the next. Um, there's there's no shortage of um, big comments being made.
0: No, there's not. And in some ways, that can be slightly not boring it's, misle-
1: it's misleading a bit it's it not as bit, angry yeah. as the headlines suggested it no because we've been reading That's bits always It's always the case though isn't yeah. It? Yeah. You know yeah, it yeah yeah, it's what a headline's for yeah, yeah. he's very self-critical in it well I've, I'm i not that far through it but
0: yeah I've read about two or three chapters and there's there's just a lot of nice bits in it or just you know throwaway lines interesting observations a lot of self-deprecation going on it's not the father Ted speech I'm going to settle my scores <laughs> yeah, one yeah. by one by one yeah, by one. yeah,
1: yeah. are you serialising yours I am I am, uh, what, the, uh, Sunday, Sunday week? No, Sunday fortnight. Right, you look at me as if I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm trying to think what, what date it is. I think the Sunday week. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, the 19th, so.
0: And do you get control over what's put out there or how how it's leaked? Sort or? of, kind
1: right. of, ish. You know, you, you, the thing about it is you want a positive story to be, um, to be able to neutralise a negative that you see. So, yeah. I know, initially, I know they wanted to talk about, you know, the, think the Lions Tour of 2013 and the Lions Tour of 05, two, two great moments. <laughs> uh, so I was like, come on, help me out here. And just, you can have one of them if you give, yeah. give a little bit of love, maybe throw in an old slam there, or you know, a Heineken Cup, or something. I don't know, getting married. Yes. I don't care what you use, but just something positive. Trag- because- Tragedy sells. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tragic <laughs> it stories. Does. It does. Because- and you, you, I know, I, I, I'm waiting for the backlash of, oh, would you ever get over it? Like, mm. But it's a book. It's it's documenting your full life. You know, if you leave extracts of it out, people go, Oh, he shirked his responsibilities. So I'm not trying to rehash it all. It's just they that's what papers do, they take the most interesting parts and and put it out there. In two thousand and five I went to the Lions Tour. The following preseason was difficult. You know, you you got to you got to elaborate and, exactly, you know. exactly. And I, I I hope that I've written it in a way that I, I now feel about it. It's different than I actually did have a book that year too. I really have to stop with these books. Oh, did book. you? Yeah, right, I did. Okay. I, did a, I did a diary. Oh, yeah. uh, book. So, so I kind of documented it differently than I feel now about it. And mm. it's this news It's kind of this news hanging around my neck of the whole whole time people constantly wanting to talk about it. And yeah. they genuinely think that I don't get asked very often about what about that spear tackle in O five? Do you think the lads did it on purpose? You still angry about that? Are, are you still angry exactly. <laughs> you know did yeah. you talk to those guys? Uh thousands of times. Yeah I can imagine So and there'll be more but that's okay too. It's it, there's a party line to it now. Comes with but I hope I hope the the way I speak about it in the book reflects it does reflect me better now as how, where I am and how I think about that.
0: Sure. Uh, one of the more interesting parts of the Roy Keane book, which haven't actually which hasn't actually generated the headlines naturally enough, is the period where his body is deserting him. And so he's 33, 34 and the hip is in a really bad place. The knee constantly hamstring troubles and and still he kind of feels, could I have got another year? God, maybe I could have. And his wife is saying to him, Roy you couldn't even get out of the car. Yeah. Of course he didn't. And he is the he is the line <laughs> I could get out of the car. It was just agony. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I presume that's a process that like yeah, everyone you have to go through. I
1: didn't I didn't get to that point. I didn't get to that point. Like I was still I do think that could I be a rugby player this year? I think I could. Would it be to the standards that I would hope? No. So that's why I retired. I wanted to leave. I was fortunate that I could leave. You know leave the international jersey on my own terms. That was huge for me, mm. and leave the Leinster jersey in a winning environment, winning the Pro 12. But I knew that the, you know I was on the wane. and Did you, you felt it. Were you happy with your last season? I was happy that I won some silverware. Sure. Would I be happy with my performances? No, I, I'd say, I don't know how many games I played. I wouldn't imagine that many, but I maybe played three good games. And you know, for you to be, you know, warranting another season, you got to be playing more than three good games, yeah. games a season. I played grand on in ten maybe, and probably poor in a few. Right. That's not enough for me. I you yeah. know, I'd like to think that I have high standards that I would want to be able to impress and have a little bit of wow factor. And if you can't do that, more than three times a season, it's time to hang the boots up.
0: Right. So you wouldn't have, if someone could have said to you, you can maintain that level, three good games and maybe 10 okay games, you wouldn't have. No, that wasn't enough. You weren't happy doing that?
1: No, no, no. Right. I, I just felt I wasn't ready to let it go from the Lions tour. I'd, I'd made my decision pre-Lions tour that I was going to play on for another year yeah. because I just felt there was that little bit too much in the tank still to to, to go uh, or to leave it off. Yeah. And I, I needed to go again. And because I thought that was odd at the
0: time that you 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 like most people say well I'll wait and see how I feel at the end of the next season
1: yeah but but then there's you know request put to you that you um, sign up so they drive season tickets and so on and so forth right okay. so there's other there's other factors surrounding you deciding. You know, prior to Alliance tour that you you're going to play on for the next year. In a perfect world, I would have seen at the end of it, and I would have gone, "I'm playing another year. I can't leave it at that." Really? No, yeah, I definitely couldn't have left it at that. Yeah. But the decision had already been made, and then I knew, I knew early on in the season that I wasn't going to be playing another one this year. I just knew that it just there was enough of a slip below the standard that I'd expect that you go, "Nah, I'm not, not willing to slip further than yes, I don't I'm going don't to, to people- try and maintain this as this this level as much as I can." But yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to go below it. Like Leinster standards kind of mirrored your season. Then you know, last year, like three kind of two or three good performances and a lot of okay had push, ones. Had a push. had a push. Yeah. Know, look back and you think of, of of a winning league, and you know. Like we did a really good performance against Northampton in Franklin's Gardens. I can't really think of that many other very good ones. We played well against Munster in the Aviva in the second half. Sorry, not even the first half. It was brutal first half, but Mm. complete eighty minute performances. There weren't that many of them. So to still win silverware that way is it's nice to see that, but you want to win it by playing well and definitely in seasons before that. I think we played considerably better.
0: Mm. You watched Leinster
1: Munster. On the
0: Monday, yeah, yeah. So diving. I was
1: I was away for the weekend, and I'd I'd obviously looked at, seen it on Twitter and on 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 rugby apps that are out there. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'd um, I'd looked at that, and I'd, you know, seen three nil, three all, 0 and then it was like twenty something six. Yeah. I was like, uh, how did that happen? And then, so when you're watching it back, you you're you're very different emotions, and you're just waiting for those scores to come. But it, it was probably the first time that I wanted to jump into the telly and, and hit a few rooks for sure. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Goppert said that he the phrase he used was outpassioned at breakdown. I just think I don't even necessarily think maybe passion comes into it. I would have said technically just not efficient. I think in a perfect world you you win the breakdown, there's a good chance you're gonna win the game. That's how simple you can break rugby down to. Uh, you win the collisions and then you win the breakdown and it means front foot football and uh, and it just seems, the game seems an awful lot easier. Mm. But I looked at times and then seemed to be k- committing four and five guys and there was still slow rook ball. So if you look at five guys in a rook and a lot of the times I looked at Munster and they were tackler plus one. Mm. So that's five attackers plus the scrum half, that's six guys, that leaves nine guys left over. And if you've got two in a rook, that means... Uh, there's 13 other guys, 10 in the front field and three in the backfield to play against nine guys. Like No wonder Lencer ended up kicking the ball away so, so much. His has got a lot of slack. He did that. get a lot yeah. of stick and he didn't have many options. He probably didn't kick brilliantly as well. But the big thing is you want to kick on your terms, not on the, when you're forced to kick. You want mm. to be able to decide now's a good time to kick. And when you're kicking and kicking long, you want to hit grass. You know, if 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 it's been caught on the full, you know you're in trouble. You don't have time for your defensive line to get up. If you want, to, if you get a bounce or or ideally two bounces, you can definitely get good lines speed and pressure, and and that's you know that's territory mm. as well. Mm. And and you know it means that you know a back three situation they don't allow their team to get back to help them out. So it's it's just those small things have knock on effects and. So I just th- thought that was one big aspect to the weekend that s- the rooking was poor. You
0: say four or five were going in. Like, mm. what's the optimum number? When when Leinster are at their best, how many guys are going? Three, in? three. So, but
1: why why would five go in? Is it inexperience? Or, it's when the job's ha- not done. Sometimes I right. think that you have to load other guys in. Okay, and I'm not saying that for every ruck it was five times, but there were yeah. times sure. that there were five there were five guys in a ruck and. Just, you, 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 you're limited to your options thereafter. Yeah. And, and when, it, when, when a team sees five guys in a ruck, they just ramp the line speed right up. They go, we don't need to drift off anyone. Of course. They just number up guys in front. Like I said, when you have that five, two in the ruck. That means you've 10 in the defensive in the, in the line with your backfield covered. That's 10 against nine. That is, that's one extra and you're firing up.
0: So if it's not quite a passion thing, and it's accuracy, like is it, you know, these guys haven't forgotten their technique. They know what they're supposed Sometimes to be doing. Sometimes you just get a
1: little bit sloppy, you know, and maybe you need you, you need time. They definitely regrouped. They got it together a bit better in the second half. I think they're more clinical. They forced Munster to give away a few more penalties. Uh, I think maybe what Matt said about you know the referee could have uh, penalised uh, Munster a little earlier. Maybe one penalty earlier. I thought. I think it was Dave Coyne came on and gave a penalty. I mm. think he probably could have gone to the bin, irrespective of him just coming mm. on the pitch. There had just been successive penalties. But I don't think the referee, you know, was a mile away from from, uh, from, from you know, how he adjudicated it. Uh, I don't think he got it very wrong. But, you know, sometimes that earlier, just you know, just need two or three minutes earlier to be able to get yourself back in the game, and Leinster are definitely in the in-, in the ascendancy towards the end of the game, but it, you know they'd must have gotten out of sight. I wonder is that the kind of situation where,
0: say, you manage to jump through your tally and you hit a rook, It's you know is it is it akin to a Roy Keane tackle early
1: on in the game or something that it just it almost sparks everyone else into life? Maybe there's a bit of thing? that. When I see someone clearing out a rook, you know it definitely gives you yeah. it, it bol- bolsters you and it gives yeah. you. You know, gets the hairs going on the back of the neck. So, like a lot of the time, I saw Paul, Paulie, at one stage, um, you know, step through a rock and you know, kick the ball out, and like, so he's in the splits position, like he is ripe for, for <laughs> you know, for for cleaning out yeah. there. Like you've got to do a job on that because if he's gonna mess your ball up and be at that, you've got to set a tone early on. And That's what there, we there wasn't much of that. I, I only saw one guy. I think Tyke Furlong or our sub. Uh, tight head that came on, you know, doing that once to, to Dave Foley, and it was too little, or too yeah. late at that stage. That's where Keane Healy's missed badly for things like that. But if you look at it, look at you look at any team, besides that aspect, definitely Keane is is a vicious clearer of rucks, <laughs> and you know, technique sometimes goes out the window, and he just it's brute force. Yeah. But if you if you look at and and Leicester do have their injury worries at the moment, but if you take two guys of the ball carrying ability of Keen Healy and Sean O'Brien out of any side. Mm. They're going to be the, the weaker for it. And and Sean Cronin had a good carrying game and Rhys Ruddock was good in parts. But you miss those two guys. So when, you know, when, there's a, when there's a brick wall in front of you you know, Sean O'Brien. Is, I'd slag him for it, but he said, "If there's no hole, I'll make a hole." Mm. You know, and yeah. he did. He, d- yeah. he did, and he does. And Keane, likewise. And that's the go-forward you need, and the and the knock-on effect is quick ball, and the game gets easy when you get quick ball. Because
0: Malik is getting criticism, and there's you know people are reading a lot into that performance and that result, and thinking, "Well,
1: where what's this season going to come to?" Really. Yeah, I think, um, as I mentioned, you, it was probably set. You know, there's seven or eight I'd first think, team yeah. players that are, you know are, are on number. the injury list yeah. at the moment. That's not an ideal situation, but we've been there before, and you have to cope until to, you know those players come back. So, mm. uh, a, rather than just a performance this weekend, you need performance and result, but. Your performance of being much more clinical at the Rook this weekend against Ebrey, you know, they beat Ulster there a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, don't get caught on the hop. Make sure that you go over there, do a good job. And you need a bit of confidence going into Europe because it, you can't just flick a switch and go, oh, it's a different competition. We're grand now. We'll just shelve that Pro 12. Yeah. We're not going brilliant in it. Yeah. We'll do brilliantly in Europe. It doesn't happen that way. You've got to have a little bit of continuity coming in. Mm. what's Matt O'Connor good at, Brian? You know when he took over leinster first we we heard a lot that he wanted to improve the defensive line and things like that, but we haven't really seen the spark in the back line you know since he's taken over what 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 does he focus mainly on I think he's a good thinker of the game. I think each week we'll sit down and analyze the opposition and and where we feel they might be vulnerable and he'll he'll pick you know three, four, five plays that he feels that will, will work well for them. But then there's, you know, some coach can only do so much, can only hold your hand so much. The onus is then on the players to implement those plays mm. and to make sure um, that they are clinical when the opportunities al- uh, arise. And they were very clinical in the game against Clinethly, but since then, you know, kind of flattered to deceive a little bit. And mm. I I wouldn't, you know, Matt's probably copying a lot of stick. I, I think... You know the guys probably need to stand up and, and put in a big performance for him. You know mm. because he's he's definitely a good thinker of the game, and they know what they're doing. From what I, I talk to the lads, they know what they're doing defensively. They just have to go and do it. Do it, yeah. So yeah. like you can talk all you like about oh you know we've been frail here, you know we haven't been good at the ruck. Just sort it out. You know, they're the only ones that are capable of doing it. Mm. Yeah,
0: I presume if they're doing that this week.
1: I would I would hope so. Yeah. And you know we'll be watching for the game tomorrow, and it's a, it's. Yeah, you know, it's a five-pointer. You want, you know, it, yeah. like you shouldn't be going over to Zebrae and thinking, "Let's get a win. Let's let's get five. and then you're back. You're probably back into the top six, and everyone gets off your case. Yes, <laughs> yeah, just like that. Um, there's a load of text coming in, which will put to you at the
0: end of the hour our competition this week comes with thanks to three primary sponsors of the Irish football team it is of course the first home qualifier of the O'Neill Keane era takes place tomorrow at the Aviva as Ireland take on Gibraltar we're giving away a pair of tickets to the game every night this week along with access to the players lounge after the game to enter just identify tonight's mystery voice here giving his reaction to the news that off the ball won our grudge match with Newstalk Breakfast in the annual table tennis tournament we mentioned on yesterday's show
2: I'm so proud so proud. It means so much to these young guys. There's so many people doubting them every week, on their back every week, you know, and I I know how hard they work, I know how much it means to them and their families and everything, so I'm just very happy for them.
0: If you know that is, text the word 3, that's the word, not the number, along with your name and answer to 53106. For more information on 3, you can log on to 3.ie. And don't forget to tune in to Off the Ball tomorrow, live from the 3 dugout at the Aviva Stadium. Up next, Brian is staying with us and we're being joined by Enda McNulty. Off the Ball, brought to you by Ford Swappage. Out with the old, in with the new at FordSwappage.ie. Yeah, you're very welcome back. It's Joe Malloy here. Brian Driscoll still here. There's lots of text coming into 53106, which we'll get to. And our next guest joins us. He was at pains to point out that he didn't want to come in here and us talk about how great he was or anything like that. But without further ado, the saviour of Irish rugby, uh, Enda McNulty, also Managing Director of Motivate. You're very welcome. Thank you very much, Joe. Good to be here. Thanks for coming in. So... We wanted to bring you in because Brian's spoken in the past and I'm sure people have seen that you guys work together and people know about your work with Leinster and with the Irish team. You first met in 08. And, Brian, you might tell us why you sought him out in 08. Um, I think
1: w- you were working with the team at that stage, right? And, uh, and um, I'd, I'd been involved with a couple of you know, sports psychologists, uh, not to put you in that bracket and restrict you with that, but... Um, I'd worked with a couple of guys, you know, throughout the years and I really found them more than useless. Um, uh, it just was, it wasn't for me. They were, they just, they didn't suit, you know, my personality. Maybe it was the individuals. Um, mm. Some of them worked in the team environment. So um, I just felt I was at a loss with, you know, my confidence, my form, Um uh, I you know had a an injury ravaged 2007-08 season and I was just in a bad place and I I thought I need to do something to to spark a revival of sorts so um and it was working with Leinster and um and obviously the team stuff but I felt I couldn't be truly honest in the team environment, so I, I needed to go and meet him on my own. Mm. So I got chatting to him. I got um, properly introduced um, f- with Michael Check in our first meeting in Michael Check's office back in 2008, and we haven't looked back since. Isn't that right? Mm.
2: So it was a, a really incredible experience for me. I'd have to say timing in sports everything. And in terms of my professional career, I was in the mm. right place at the right time in terms of working with Brian. Yeah, I'm not saying that with false modesty, at that stage, Brand was actually holding his hand up and asking for help. He obviously was a world class player He obviously was a guy with incredibly good mental toughness, naturally but just needed a little bit of guidance at that stage of his career. I was lucky in that in that particular month it was a good time to meet Brian because in the following couple of months he was lucky enough to go in and win, go on and win a Hiding Cup and obviously win uh, a Grand Slam with Ireland. Now if I had him in there with Leinster in 2005 and maybe had him met Brian at that stage, maybe he wouldn't have been interested because mm. he'd matured a lot at that stage and maybe he was willing to go to the next level in his career.
1: Or I'd have loads more trophies.
2: You made, have <laughs> you made it more trophies. You made him more trophies, or maybe I would have been even less experienced than I was at that stage, and would have been up to the task. So, timing and sports, everything. I was just with Leinster and with Brian, definitely in the right place at the right time. And when I was reflecting on this session tonight, I was thinking about, you know, my talents. Lucky is one of my talents in terms of what I've learned from Leinster, what I've learned from Ireland, and what I've learned from Brian.
1: Yeah, I think Ender was, was was. I probably um, was able to go into the meeting with a bit more of an open mind because. I had a natural uh, respect for him because of his achievements in getting football, so he was he was off to a good start from mm. that front. And then this, you know, it it seemed quite simple, but he just he he kind of got me asking or answering some of my own questions, and you know, things like, have you, you know, have you changed massively as a player? And obviously, I'd you know evolved a little bit as a player, but I was still only twenty nine. And he said, I kind of thought no, and he said, can you not do the things you were able to do? 12 months ago I said no, no no I can do them he said okay well maybe you just need to remind yourself about them he told me to go back and look at YouTube clips and stuff so you know the 100,000 hits on, of me and my career I have about 55,000 <laughs> to my own name <laughs> so uh, yeah so um, so I've you know I, I kind of was able to get a little bit of inspiration that way and then he talked about you know nutrition. What's what levels? Where's that at? I said seventy five percent. Can you get it to ninety? Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm a pro. <laughs> you get it to ninety. You need a you know, need a little bit of room for for you know for the bad stuff. So um, so I did. I improved my nutrition, my hydration. Did the extra bit of training. And that old adage of you know, the Gary Player of the you know the harder I train or the harder I work, the luckier I get is yeah. so true. And I, I kind of really live by that now.
0: It's, it's unbelievably basic stuff logical
1: it is it is that you wouldn't thought you at that age would have lost somewhere along the way you can't see the wood from the trees sometimes when you're caught and i needed someone impartial too i didn't like i I could have turned to my dad or my mom and they'd be like you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) you're going great guns um or to your wife you know but they can't give you a proper view of where you're at and they can't look from outside the box they're living it with you yeah so that's why i went to him i needed an impartial viewpoint
0: when you're going on to the pitch, low on confidence, maybe around 08. What what's the mindset going on? Do you want to um, do you want
1: to still be there? Like it's yeah, not, no, I do. It's no, not no, that no. I think I think like as a sportsman, I think you always feel as though I'm just the next game away from getting there. But I just had a run and a run and a run, right. and it wasn't the next game. Just took forever to come. Yeah. And then just before I met Ender, I had a couple of okay games. I played I played a decent half against Wasps in the RDS in the in the Heineken and uh so it started to kickstart then but i still needed a you know a helping hand along the way so um yeah and and eventually i just felt as though i you know through that work through my own work and through you know honing a few parts of my game that i was able to bring the better part of me in mm. myself is it usually that obvious well, I suppose there's a few
2: things that the brand also refocused on what made him a world class player. So part of the conversation, those first interactions was about, you know, what are you world class at? What are your biggest strengths? And I was getting brand to identify and go back to the things that made him one of the best players in the world. So that was pretty obvious to me but maybe for Brand he'd moved away from that a little bit and it doesn't take an awful lot it only takes a move away by 20 or 30 degrees and has a massive impact on your overall performance so he knew he wasn't that far away mm. but again by going back and focusing on his biggest strengths he was centering himself in where he was at his best also, come back to the basics, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of people that talk about, you know, getting the very complicated things right and getting the small details right. If you get the basics right all the time, it's amazing how the extraordinary things appear. So... If you look at Brian's career, if you look at the best people in sport in general, they're the guys who deliver the basics day in, day out in performance. Mm. So if you're going to deliver basics day in, day out in performance in sport or in business, it means in your preparation you have to deliver the basics day in, day out. So if you asked 100% of athletes how many of them hydrate well all of the time, you're going to get small percentages. If you ask 100% of athletes how many of you do post-practice work like Brian has done a lot of over the last four or five years, not that many. Not that many do that post-practice work with deliberate focus practice. Mm. So it was those basics that Brand started doing incredibly well. So he was already a world-class player. But I think in the last five years, he's really bore the, fro- the fruits of those extras and those basics. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, t- I saw, I think you were impressed with a quote. And uh, Leo Cullen
1: was asked, what's leadership? And he said, leadership is what you do every day. I've stolen that. Is that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, Is that Leo's? That was Leo's.
2: And actually where that came from was that was in an academy session where Leinster Rugby asked three of the senior players to speak to the academy about leadership. And it was Colm McIntyre who's now working for the RFU, obviously in youth development there. And he, he asked uh, Leo to do a presentation on the Leinster values, which have obviously been ingrained in their DNA, and to talk specifically about leadership. But one of the young fellas asked Leo, Leo, can you give me a definition, please, of leadership? And he sat back in the chair. I was actually talking to him this morning. Uh, and he sat back in the chair and he thought about it for a second, as he always would, before he'd blurt something out. And he says, leadership's just what you do every day. Hmm. Thought it was a class definition.
1: I could just see him rolling it over <laughs> for a few seconds and then coming out with an absolute gem like yes. that. The room in That's silence Leo. as Leo. they digest it. There yeah. you go.
0: Uh, any um, strategies or, or, or tips? Because I mean, I'm sure there's lots of sports people listening and they'll be thinking, God, I can really evaluate my own performance in in that way there's no rocket science to that like confidence affirming thoughts is a favourite of yours yeah
2: well I suppose there is no rocket science the ultimate sophistication is simplicity your, your mental preparation, your physical preparation, your technical, tactical preparation should be simple. And one of the things I think we do too much in sport is we isolate the mental preparation. I believe in total preparation. In other words, merging them all together. In the same way as briefly Brian there spoke about you know getting his nutrition right, getting his hydration right, getting his skills right, his game, his game knowledge right, and so on. So the first thing, my tips to anybody in sport, at any level in Ireland, would be to get all aspects of their preparation onto a simple plan. Mm. If possible, onto a Three page plan. One of the things Brian used to joke up at me at the start, he used to say to me, There's no way I'm writing that down, man, no way. And he used to, you know, slag and joke at me at the start. And the one big thing we had in our first sessions was it was always fun. Every conversation we've ever had was always fun, crack and banter at the start and at the end. And in between, we'd talk a little bit of serious stuff. Mm. So one of the things we talked about at the start was maybe getting something on the paper, a simple plan on the paper. And to be honest, and to be a wee bit, it's most challenging of Brian at the start, he says, No way, man, I end up putting anything on paper. Why? But
1: then maybe, I don't know, it was it's a real you know oh, write down your goals nah, nah they're grand they're up there you know? right. I just I don't know I had a problem with this and now he's got like he's bringing in extra fool's caps now to our meetings you like, like the writing Yeah, there. now now I need to take stuff away because it doesn't it's just that's because it doesn't get retained in the brain right. when we talk about it anymore so I need it written down <laughs>
2: Yeah, so in terms of some simple tip, uh, tips from a mental yeah. point of view, and again, Brian is much better at this than me. I always say that the athlete knows much more about this than the coach. Right. The coach points the way. The coach gives the tips that makes the athlete stronger, what they're normally very good at. So some tips, as Brian has alluded to there, some super short-term goals. A lot of the times players spend too much time focusing a year or two or three or four years in advance. One of the things that Brand did very well I remember in the last two years was focusing in what's happening this weekend. Mm. So I remember an amazing performance he had against Wales in Wales at the start of the thirteenth season. Amazing performance. And he was thinking about, you know, what about the Lions What about you know Leinster and so on. So after a conversation that night, Brand set super short term goals for that week. What exactly was he gonna do that week? Right. The the other thing I would advise very strongly is about being aware of your internal coach. So, if your internal coach is always negative, more negative than the coach on the sideline, it's not going to be very beneficial for you uh, and your confidence. Right. So, one of the things again we worked with with Brian was around you know how could he get that internal coach more positive?
1: Yeah, can just, I can, just you know, when you're pitch pitching? And- yeah, you know you're. If you go like w- one thing I learned from n is that th- definitely um, positive thoughts encourage other positive thoughts. So I, you know, something. I just was going out feeling, oh, you know, I've 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 struggled the last few games. I need to get this going rather than going out and going. Actually, I've trained well during the week, right? I'll just translate the pitch or the training pitch to 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 the paddock Mm -hmm. here. So um, that definitely happened. Um, It's funny, you know, we were talking about. I, I kind of I went back when I was asked at the beginning about the individual stuff versus the team stuff. For me, there was no there was no place for the the team stuff because I felt as though. You were kind of answering like the school teachers' questions, and like he'd ask, throw something out, and you couldn't be fully truthful about it because you didn't want your teammates hearing your inadequacies or, um, or you know you don't be be careful of telling the coach of how badly you're playing, mm. you know. So so and and it would ask a question, and you know you you might throw something back that you think he's asking for, and then he'd give you the old. I like it. I like it. Anyone else? You're going, Oh damn. I got it wrong. Damn. So yeah. There was there was never a wrong answer. Yes, it was a good answer. Just lots of answers. So, um, but it, but for me, that's why, you know, I didn't love the team stuff, but the individual stuff was uh, was great because it just got me thinking a bit more rationally and thinking more positively yeah. and small little things you could do on the pitch of shelving a bad moment. And whenever I would have a good moment on a pitch, i try, in a, in a break of play, i try and relive that and live off the positivity of going, that was pretty good, huh? You know, let's see if we can, you know. If the next one can be better, yeah, right. And then when a bad thing would be happen, it would be like it's like a bad hole in golf. You pretend it never happened. I, I can't do that. Obviously, I, dra- I drag that for the full eighteen. <laughs> yeah. But in rugby, I was able to shelve it. Right, that's
0: pretty interesting. And then would a lot of guys be doing that? Do you suspect and break? You can play? hear.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You can hear guys. You know, there's like this. We have the thing called next ball. So if there's an mer- uh, an error. Um, you know, let's not compound it with another error. So you'll hear, and, and you can pick it up in the audio sometimes, uh, games on ref mics and stuff, you'll hear, you know, two or three guys go next ball, next ball after an error yeah. and you're going down for a scrum uh, opposition feed. You'll hear that. So, um, yeah, there's little triggers to be able to, you know, breathing um, methods of, you know, just trying to get your breath back when, you know, when you are when you're old and a little bit, you know, more shorter of breath than yeah. you might have been as a young guy. Just trying to get control of your breath again and bring your, you know, heart rate down, and just small little things that you think are so obvious, but when you consciously start thinking about them, they seem so simple. Because I was playing around the golf with
0: Dave Alred, who you know, the kicking coach, mm-hmm. Johnny Wilkins' yeah. coach, and he was say, "We're not friends." It was a, he was forced to play around. It, it was for an interview. Yeah, <laughs> but I hit a, I hit a bad shot, and he, he kind of stopped me because look at your body language there. Because you haven't been breathing and you're hunched.
1: Start breathing and get big again. Yeah, he's big on the body language thing. and the yeah. psych- he, He's also big on the psychology yeah. side of things. Get big.
0: You know. yeah. He was in get big. You know, yeah. Shoulders back and all this stuff.
1: Yeah. And what was the next shot like? No one great. No. No, I had to, I had to get big again. <laughs> <laughs> you were huge by 18. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating stuff. So so, someone else, uh, tell, tell us something else that's striking you about it. Actually, there was a point I wanted to put to you. Oh yeah, so in the game you're doing that. Yeah, in the game and post in practice. Game. So when you go game. when you go home and you and it's not gone well, were you beating yourself up post game?
1: Um, were you okay? Not really. Right. I, I I knew when I had a bad game. I knew when not to read the press, um, and I knew I had to work harder the following week if I had a bad one. You weren't crucifying yourself. No, I, I, think. I. You know. I yeah. I tried to. I was fairly good at compartmentalizing my life. Um, you know you can't. We 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 can be difficult to live with at the best time, but you know you have to be somewhat fair to your other half of not dragging mm. all the defeats for on for days and days. There, sometimes there needs to be a mourning period for, you know, for a few hours after a game. Like the last thing you want on a bus journey home from Connacht or from Ulster after a loss is you know jovial guys in high spirits. You know you you need to be able to live that a little bit. Yeah, mourn the loss as dramatic as that sounds and then refocus the next day. Yeah. So that's that's what I used to do and, yeah, Chinese usually used to help that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I suppose to add something there, I would say that, you know, maybe people don't really appreciate Brand's leadership journey over the last five years and how much he's evolved from a leadership point of view. So, you know, it's, it's been widely now you spoke about in the media about the sessions that we have had Brian's been very kind to me in terms of you know, articulating the impact I've had on him uh, I've been humbled by that to say the least I would say what hasn't been recognised as much is his leadership journey in the last five years how he's developed as a leader both on the pitch uh, in the training pitch obviously in meetings in difficult scenarios stepping up to the plate in the clutch moments and also now you know, in the next chapter of his career which will very much be based around media yes but also his different business endeavours so he's a guy now who has closed a very strong incredible challenge. Chapter in sport, but also had a bright, positive chapter ahead in business. Uh, I, I always speak to Brian, and one of the things that's been discussed almost in every single meeting is around the different things that he's been involved with from a business point of view. So those leadership traits will stand him in the future. So earlier, Joe, you asked about young kids in Ireland. Listen to this uh, interview tonight. I would say to listen carefully about how much this guy has evolved from a leadership point of view. His communication significantly improved. His ability to be humble has significantly improved. I sat in a conversation with Brian about four years ago here in Dublin, round the corner in Nando's, and we were sitting having something neat, having a uh, a chat
1: about what. Do you, e-
0: do you mind him saying this? Yeah, this is all this is all good. Yeah, no, no, no it's all good. All right, yeah, <laughs> dish the dirt.
2: Good. Yeah. So one of the things we're no sitting in Nando's. For,
1: no, never chips, man. He paid, <laughs> <He's> got, <laughs> at least he he's, was got a, he's got a nine percent body fat, that guy. It's
2: <laughs> a joke. So we were sitting in Nando's, and somebody knocked on the window. You know, it was a gay, actually a homeless guy, knocked on the window and said, "You know, come out here and, and sign me autograph." So Brian left the meeting when outside, signed the guy's autograph. Uh, once he said thank you, he was very happy bringing back inside and continued on the meeting. Never blinked his eyes. So from a leadership point of view, he's strongly evolved in the last five years. So from an inspiration to young kids in sport or people in business around the country, I think he's a very, very strong mo- role model of how much you can improve if you have the right mindset. Mm.
0: And last question, I mean I've got about another thousand to be honest, but are we, are we in a good place? Is the Irish national side in a good place? Leinster in a good place? Are we you know, compared to other countries or clubs, we're pretty good when it comes to preparing mentally. Brian, would you suspect?
1: Yeah, I would say we're in a strong place. Yeah. I think. Um, I, I, you know, obviously, End has had some lovely things to, to say about me there, but I would, you know, I would, you know, heap the praise back at him in that. The team stuff that he does now is slightly different. It mightn't be standing in front of of everyone and you know telling them what they need to know or or you know what way they need to be thinking i think he pulls guys aside individually and talks to them and and it's not a set a set of rules for everyone it's very individualised for different guys because different guys have different goals and mm-hmm. are in a different place confidence wise or uh, you know, ability wise and they know it too so it's horses for courses but I think you know we've really prospered and, and it was involved in in last year's um, last year's championship win he's you know he's been involved throughout the course of Leinster's you know success since uh, since 08 you know we won our first uh, Magnus League for 8 or 9 years and then went on to 3 Heinekens afterwards and you know he, he 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 works in the background. That's the thing. It's not front and center. It's mm. work in the background, and the days where you know Johnny be out goal kicking, he'd be out in the side of the pitch, and, and the pistons are rain, and you know just small little add-ons, and that's they the they're, they're the things because everyone that's played high end sport knows that it 's the half percenters is the difference, and sometimes even a quarter of a percent can be the difference between winning and losing and yeah um, and that's that 's what you need. You just need to, to keep on working at those at those tiny margins, and that can be you know the difference along with a little bit of luck as you mentioned mm. you know be the formula for success,
0: yeah. He says he cringes when he thinks of his first group sessions. That he gives himself a mark of twenty out of hundred for his first one with you guys. Twenty,
2: yeah,
1: that's like 10. an F one. Like <laughs>
2: <it>? So <laughs> I would I would get in there first before Bran. I would say abysmal, absolutely abysmal. Abysmal, Like everything else, it's a learning curve. Mm, learning, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, I, I would I you know cringe when I think back to some of my first. Speeches I gave as a captain to the Irish team as like a 23 year old. Honestly, I'm literally cringing here. Really? Yeah. Some appalling, appalling things said. And the, you know, the first speech I ever delivered after a post match was a horror show. So Well we're yeah. way out of time, but you have to well, I mean give us a It was just rotten. I read it I read it and I read it like it was my second or third language. <laughs> so if you're gonna read your speech, you yeah, know read it well. So I read it like
0: you yeah. haven't heard the Roiki audiobook yet. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, right, we'll take a break. NM McNulty, absolute pleasure having you in, managing director
2: of Motivate. Thanks so much. Much appreciate Joe. Thank you very much.
0: Off The Ball brought to you by Ford Swappage out with the old in with the new at FordSwappage.ie You're welcome back Paul Thompson in Step Aside you correctly identified our mystery voice has
1: I'm so proud
2: so proud it means so much to these young guys there's so many people doubting them every week on their back every week you know and I I know how hard they work I know how much it means to them and their families and everything. So I'm I'm just very happy for them.
0: So, Paul Thompson and step aside, you win two tickets to Ireland-Gibraltar tomorrow, along with access to the Players' Lounge at the Aviva, thanks to three, primary partner of the Irish football team. Oh, Mick points out, I never said... That was Paul O'Connell. If anyone didn't realise, that was Paul O'Connell, our mystery voice winner. Um, Driving between Abbey Field and Lestole. Your chat with Brian was interrupted by a local parish church radio broadcast. <laughs> blessed be God, blessed be his holy name. I smiled, <laughs> says Eddie. Uh, Paul wants to know how many shots has the handicap come down since retirement?
1: None. I, I haven't played really any competitions. So that was the first one. And okay. I was, was two thirds of the handicap, so I had six.
0: So your handicap is? I'm nine. I'm nine, nine. yeah. Nine. Live maths on air. <laughs> no fun for anyone. Uh, where did Brian finish in the golf, says John and Tip?
1: Uh, 12th, I think we were at uh, the team. 12th. From, That's pretty good. From a ton 50, yeah. I'll take, I'd have taken that. I'd have taken qualification and finishing 20th yeah. from, of, of the 20 on the final day. You carried Oliver Fisher one day. I would not quite go. So I can far say, to that. say that. How kind.
0: Uh, happy with your speech in the 07 documentary, Wonders Tommy? Oh, not yeah. so much. I, sure it's, not been hab- paro-
1: hab- it's been parodied by, um, by Mario, so it can't be brilliant, can it? I think I said victorious in that word. <laughs> Who says victorious in a no. motivation speech? It definitely wouldn't get me quite going. No, yeah. it didn't get me going. That's the one where Paul O'Connell is telling you to put the fear of God into them. Yeah, that's the week before. That's that's France. I miss France. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, last quick one. How much did Rob getting injured in the warm-up affect Leinster? Madigan went to 15, Darcy from 13 to 12. Are game plans thrown out the window
1: when that happens? No. Um, I would imagine that, you know, Ian would have been on the bench and would have been would have played a little bit at fifteen and twelve and ten throughout the week. So he's played there enough. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it down to that uh, mm. at all. So um, although you know I thought Rob was good in the second half when he came on, mm. I, it had been
0: known a long time before kickoff that this was happening. I mean, you might have known that over in. Scotland, yeah, I subsequently was... found that out yeah. I
1: can't give home, I can't give away trade secrets too yeah, yeah, much yeah. you know
2: fair enough I've got to hold something back yeah
0: uh, oh somebody says we played Eddie O'Sullivan last night yes we did here's Eddie you f***ing <laughs> set down a marker you don't take a step back it's not a option here now get it through your head we go after these guys like there's no tomorrow so your speech was probably third best I would
1: say
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lucky bronze I'd say uh, listen, great having you in, as always. That was fun. Thanks a million. Thanks a lot. That. That's Brian Driscoll. We've got the best of the week up next. Off the ball. Brought to you
2: by Ford Swappage. Out with the old, in with the new. At FordSwappage.ie.